and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call. We are here to help you with your home improvement project. It's a beautiful spring day. Well, at least it is where we live. I hope it is where you are too. And if you're inspired to pick up a hammer or pick up a paintbrush, why not pick up the phone first? Because we're here to help. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. What are you planning to tackle this spring if One of those things is to perhaps just change the look of a room in your house. It could be as easy as changing the lighting. Just in time for Earth Day, we're going to tell you this hour about an energy-efficient dimmer switch that is made specifically for CFLs, the compact fluorescents, and also LED lights that will help you go green with your lighting. Hey, and why not go green in more ways than one? How about a nice, lush green lawn? It's the time of the year when we need to tune up that mower and lay down the weed killers. We've got tips on how to fertilize your lawn for spring from this old house landscaping expert, Roger Cook, coming up in a little bit. And then there's the green that you don't want, like the moss and the algae on the exterior surfaces of your home. You know, we love spring because everything grows, but that includes the stuff that you don't want to see. This is the one thing you don't want growing. (laughs) But there is actually an easy and safe way to get your home sparkling clean again. It's literally the kind of thing that's sort of like set it and forget it. You apply this product, you do nothing else, and miraculously, over the next uh, couple of weeks, all the mold goes away and it doesn't come back. So we'll tell you about that as well. All right, and also this hour, we're giving away a set of Philips award-winning LED bulbs. Now, the Philips LED bulb is the most efficient bulb comparable to a standard 60-watt incandescent, which is a really popular bulb. And this prize is worth 100 bucks, and it lasts a super long time. So give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma, or maybe it's a direct-it-yourself project. You know, one you don't want to do yourself. You just want to get some help, so you hire the right contractor or you buy the right product. All great questions for us. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? JC in North Carolina is on the line with a question about radon. How can we help you? If your home is built on a concrete slab, then are you in danger of radon effect? Well, you could potentially be in danger of it, but the risk, there'd be a far smaller chance of you having an elevated radon level on a concrete slab than if you had a basement. Because radon is a gas that emits from the soil, and typically, you know, it gets into the home at the basement level through concrete block walls and the concrete floor and the gaps around it, builds up in the basement, and it's typically highest in the basement, then it gets far less on the first floor, second floor, and and so on. Yes, and and I would assume it would be more dangerous with a crawl space then. Actually, I think it's less dangerous with a crawl space, and here's why. Because crawl spaces are open to the outside all the time, so they're completely ventilated. So the highest risk would be if, A, you were in an area that was prone to radon, and, B, you had a basement. Then you would definitely want to test. Now, in North Carolina, there are three different radon zone levels, one, two, and three. It's Very little of the state is in the radon zone one, which is the highest risk. Um, I'd say about 
30%, maybe 25% is in radon zone 2, but the rest of the state is all radon zone 3, which is the lowest risk. And in your area, which is Lee County, you're in radon zone 3. So you're in an area that has a low risk of radon. You're on a concrete slab. I'd say the likeliness of you having a radon problem is very small, but the only way to know is the test, JC, and you could do that with a charcoal adsorption canister very inexpensively. All right, well, I do thank you. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Anastasia in Colorado's on the line with a bathtub question. What's going on? Well, I have a um, tub drain. I'm trying to get that out, the drain out, because it's, you know, I can't put a plug in it now. So what I've tried is the uh, drain remover tool, or it's a plug wrench, and then I also tried it flaring tool to get it out, and neither one of them works because the the little crosshairs in the bottom aren't still in there because oh. it's like from 1960 tub. So you have nothing to grab onto, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I've tried to get WD-40 in there underneath the tray, but I can't reach under there. And then I could crawl under the house, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> So I was trying to think of a better way of getting it out. If I understand it correctly, this normally would unscrew, but what you're driving, what you're trying to grab onto is either stripped or completely gone. Correct. I have only two suggestions for you. Um, number one is to hire a plumber, which is probably, you didn't need me to tell you that, but I will say that the plumbers are deal with this kind of thing all the time. And secondly, um, if if I was a plumber and I was faced with this and, and there was absolutely no other way to get this off, I would probably drill it off and chisel it away, which you can do with a cold chisel. And it's not a pleasant process and it's time consuming and kind of a pain in the neck. But when all else fails and you just got nothing to grab onto, that's a way to get it done. All right. That's what I thought. But I thought you might have a little trick up your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a trick, but it's a lot of hard work. Anastasia, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are here for you this wonderful spring weekend to help you with all of your home improvement projects. So give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we'll give you a hand at 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Coming up, bright lights are great when your kids are doing your homework at the dining room table. But what about when you need a nice, relaxing dinner, perhaps with a softer lighting? Well, you can have both, and you can do it with energy-efficient lighting. We're going to tell you how next. Hey, this is Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, and I've just been told that Tom and Leslie might have a dirtier job than me. I find that hard to believe, but then I heard they worked in a pit. That's a money pit, but still filthy. Hey, they, they money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch. Professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we make good homes better. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. If you pick up the phone and give us a call right now, we will shed light on your home improvement projects in more ways than one because one caller who comes on the air with us is going to win a set of Phillips award-winning LED bulbs worth a hundred bucks. The 
These are the Philips 10-watt LED bulbs. It is the most energy-efficient alternative to a 60-watt incandescent, and it's not going to fade fabrics or furnishings. It is fully dimmable, and it delivers instant-on light. This is a state-of-the-art set of light bulbs from Philips. You can see what light can do at philips.com. One caller is going to win that set of bulbs by reaching us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, if you want some more tips on products that can help you save money and energy, why not take a look at our green product guide right now at moneypit.com, and it's being presented in part by Philips. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. John in North Carolina needs some help with a garage floor. Tell us what's going on. Uh, my house is approximately seven years old, and for the last two years, I'm getting a lot of powder coming up on the floor. I can sweep this garage out every other day, and it's like a dust storm. And parts of the garage floor now, it looks like 80-grit sandpaper. So the surface of the concrete is wearing away, it sounds like. Yeah. So, you know, a good solution for that is to use a concrete resurfacing product on it. Okay. Made by a number of manufacturers. QuickCrete, I know, has one that's, that's very good. And it's specifically designed to stick to the old concrete surface. So with that, you would probably clean it up follow the label directions, but you would clean up the dust and then apply the resurfacer to the whole surface. And then once that dries, that should lock in that deterioration and stop it from happening further. And then beyond that, you could go ahead and, and paint the garage floor maybe with an epoxy paint. There are two-part epoxy paints that have a hardener mixed in with a color coat, and then they have a, like a chip, like a color chip that you can throw in that gives the floor some density and some depth to it. I have a couple hot tire marks. Can I power wash those off? Well, you want to be careful with the power washing. I mean, if you're going to use the resurfacer, as long as the surface is reasonably clean, um, I think you'd probably be able to go right on top of those. If you power wash, you're essentially going to inject that old concrete driveway with a lot of water, and that's going to take a long time to dry out. So I would rather the slab stay as dry as it can be and you not like just blast it with a whole bunch of water right before you resurface it. I appreciate it very much. I've been dealing with this now for three years. It's been driving me buggy. Let's take care of it this weekend, shall we, John? It's on top of my list. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Okay. Online at moneypit.com right now, you can find a whole host of cool energy-saving products to help you green your home this time of year in our Green Products Guide, which is presented in part by Lutron. Yeah, and you know, that's a good place to start when you're thinking about greening your home because Lutron invented the dimmer switch way back in 1961. And these guys have really been leading the charge ever since. You know, a dimmer can help you change the ambiance of your favorite room very inexpensively and very easily. And they're also a great option for saving energy. Now, there are many options from toggles to slides and installing one is almost certainly a DIY project that you can handle. Why, you say? Well, because the Lutron guys are pretty cool. They actually have an 800 number that you can call. And as long as you can figure out how to turn the power off at the breaker box, these guys can talk you through the rest. So while we generally tell you to be very cautious when it comes to doing any kind of electrical work, this one we have a higher level of confidence in you for because as long as you can turn the power off. And use your phone. (laughs) And use your phone. That's right. Lutron can help you get through it with the 800 number. 
All right. And you know what? One of the latest innovations is Lutron's new C.L dimmer, which is designed to work with dimmable CFL and LED bulbs. And these dimmers can also be used for halogen and incandescent bulbs. So, I mean, it really works across the board in your home. And you may get a flicker with traditional dimmers when you use CFLs and LEDs, but not with the Lutron C.L dimmer. I mean, this really is an advancement. We've been waiting for this. And this is truly the dimmer that you want if you want to be green in the lighting in your home. And Lutron helps make sure that today's dimmers work with tomorrow's light sources. And they really do, because I've got four LED bulbs in my kitchen, hi-hat fixtures, and one of these C.L dimmers, and it works perfectly. It comes on every time. I never get any flickering. It just works great. If you want to learn more about Lutron's C.L dimmers, you can visit Lutron.com slash dim CFL LED for more information. Bob in Washington's on the line with a roofing question. What can we do for you today? I'm looking at putting a roof on the home, and in the Yellow Page ads, there's one advertises um, against the other. There's two you know, larger um, contractors here, and one um, suggests that he's better by using a hand-nailed um, technique versus the you know air mechanical. And I'd like your thoughts on that. Well, I think it makes no difference whether the roofing product is nailed by hand or nailed with an air gun. Both are completely acceptable ways to fasten roofing products to the house. I think what makes the difference between one pro to the other is really their workmanship. So I would not be um, confused by competing claims of how a roof is nailed. I could see somebody using that as it's kind of like, you know, hand cut, hand finished, hand nailed. You know, you have this sort of vision of something that's like quality and craftsmanship involvement, right? But I really don't think it makes a difference. But what makes all the difference when hiring a roofer is the quality of that work and how well the roof is put together, especially when it comes to those intersections that have to be flashed. So if all else looks good with these two roofers, I would do a deeper dive on the references and you know perhaps check online sites like Service Magic or Angie's List, sites like that to just double check what the reputations are, talk to past customers. You know, last time I had to hire a contractor that I did not know, I did uh, get a list of references. And I got to say, I think the contractor was quite shocked when I actually called these folks. So get the references and call them. And, and you'll find people are generally very willing to, uh, to talk to you uh, about their experience with the contractor. So I think that's the best way to proceed. Workmanship makes all the difference when it comes to hiring a roofer. On the roofing material um, up in the Northwest, where I am now, would, um, is there, and I'm looking at a conventional three-tab asphalt-type uh, composition roof, is there a better grade of material or something that I should be looking for? As you can tell, this is a first-time roof for me. So, Are you in a high wind area? We do get quite a bit of wind up where I'm at, up kind of up on a hill. I would consider the wind resistance, but I mean, a product like an Owens Corning shingle is excellent. Um, but I would definitely consider the wind resistance and buy a, a product that's weighted for that's rated for wind. Some of those, I know, some of those uh, OC shingles are rated for over 100 miles an hour. I think it's even up to 150. Yeah. The good news is the roof will be there, the house not so much. Well, thank you so much. That's uh, that's been enlightening to me to, to to hear what you have to say. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Nancy in Oregon needs some help with some spring cleaning. How can we help you today? My siding gets green on it, mm -hmm. and so does the riser on my stairs. 
and north flower beds get lots of moss in them. And I was wondering how to keep the moss out without harming the flowers. Okay. So this is a very common problem, and especially when you have shaded areas, when you don't have a lot of sunlight getting to a space, typically can get a lot of algae and a lot of moss. Now, one way to deal with this is with a a mixture of bleach and water, but that can definitely kill your flowers. Mm -hmm. There's another product out there that is more effective and much safer. It's called Wet and Forget. Wet and Forget. Now, that's for the stairs and the siding. Yeah, I mean, it really is a great product because what you do with it is you just sort of spray it on the surfaces, which would be your siding and the staircase, and then you just let it sit there and do its job. As it gets rained on, as it just sort of sits there, it works to get rid of the mold, moss, algae, mildew, whatever is there. And it works in a way that it sort of just stays there and will continue to work over time. You're going to put it on. You're not going to see it happen right away, but give it, you know, a couple of days a week and you'll see it start to go away and then be gone. And it's usually around 35 bucks a gallon or so, and you can find it at Ace Hardware and, you know, other types of shops like that. And it's a great product. So you put it on full strength? Yes, Nancy, it's a concentrate. So what you need to do is you want to dilute it about two and a half cups of the wet and forget two gallon of water. And again, you just apply it within a few days, you'll start to notice it working and that'll really do the trick. Now, for your flower bed, I think what you really want to do is try to get more sunlight into the flower bed because that will deter the moss from growing. Obviously, it's a shade garden, so that's kind of what happens in that space. You'll get moss, and you probably have plants in there that do well or best in shade. So if you can get a little bit more sunlight in there, that will truly help to get rid of that moss. Well, wet and forget sounds like a good thing to try. Now, we've got Mary from Iowa on the line who's got a question about the furnace. How can we help you today? I have a forced air furnace that I heat my garage with. Okay. And what would be the best um, uh, furnace filter for that? Because um, I don't like any dust out there. <laughs> well, that's a good question, and you have several options. First of all, the, the standard furnace installation comes with a fiberglass filter. And, of course, you know, that just keeps the big particles out. You can use a high-efficiency filter. Uh, I know that 3M has one that's, that's quite good called Filtreat, F-I-L-T-R-E-T-E. And that will do a much better job than the fiberglass, standard fiberglass filter. And then if you really want to keep out a lot of dust, then you go for electronic air cleaner. And now you can have something that actually is so efficient it will keep out virus-sized particles. So three good options. And if you don't want to dust, and we, we feel your pain on that, you got to put in a good quality filter. Okay. Well, anyway, I certainly appreciate the fact that I got a chance to talk to you and you answered my question. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Say, do you want to be the envy of your neighborhood this summer? Learn how to fertilize your lawn now and get a lush carpet of green just in time for Memorial Day. We'll tell you how next. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows. Right now at the Home Depot, all special order Anderson Windows, patio doors, and accessories are 10% off. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Saving 10% on Anderson and lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with a new 400 series tilt wash double hung replacement window. Now 10% off at the Home Depot. 
Valid through April 22nd. U.S. only. See store for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Online right now at moneypit.com, we've got our green home guide with chock-a-block full of money-saving and energy-saving products for your house. You can check it out right now online at moneypit.com. Diane in Arizona needs some help with air conditioning. And being in Arizona, you're going to need some air conditioning. (laughs) How can we help you? I had um, a settlement with the insurance company because we had a storm here and I got my air conditioner got damaged and it was 10 years old. And it's a central air. I have uh, electric for air conditioning and uh, for heat we have gas. And when I don't, I do not have a computer, so I hear about different units like York, Goodman, Train, Linux. I don't know which ones are good, which ones are bad, which ones last longer. First of all, are you only replacing the outside condensing unit, or are you also replacing the furnace and the air handler or any of the inside parts? Everything. Everything. Okay. Because it's important for maximum efficiency that what you put outside matches what you put inside the house. And because they're, they have to work together, or you don't get the same efficiency. I think the Train is a very good brand to start with, T-R-A-N-E. Good quality product, um, lots of great options, and very energy efficient. It's going to be real important, Diane, that you choose one that is Energy Star rated. I'm sure they all are with Train, but even if you go to a different brand, um, if you compare Energy Star rated units against other Energy Star rated units, at least you have a basis for comparison. At least you know that you're getting uh, the same level of energy efficiency. But Train is a good place to start, and uh, now's a great time to get this project done before it gets too hot. That's wonderful to know because there's a lot out there. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, the most humid place in your home is probably your bathroom. And while there's nothing like a good, hot, steamy shower, you need to know how to control the moisture in your bath. That's right. Too much moisture can cause paint to peel and mold to grow, but there are ways to prevent it. Here to tell us how is the plumbing and heating expert from TV's This Old House, Richard We Welcome, Richard. Nice to be here. Now, we often think of mold being a basement problem, but mold is actually more common in the bathroom, isn't it? Well, anywhere you combine moisture, air, and some food source, drywall or a paper, you're going to get a mold problem, and the bathroom is a perfect candidate for that. And one of the best ways to prevent that is to have good bath ventilation. What are some of the options to choose from? Well, I think there's really three. The, the most common one that we all know is that bath fan. Sometimes it has an integral light in it, and it sits right in the center of the bathroom, and it turns it on, and it, you exhaust it to outside. Okay. They also make a remote fan now, which you could put a, as the name suggests, you could put a fan up in an attic, and it could be the fan for more than one bathroom, and that can be quieter. And it can be energy saving. So it's ducted to the individual bathrooms then, but really one motor can That's right. basically run everything. And the motor's efficient and quiet. Okay. And the other thing that you see more and more in these tighter houses is a thing called an energy recovery ventilator or a heat recovery ventilator. All right. Now, how does that work? Well, just imagine that all the places where you could get air that was both highly humid and filled with odor, that would be bathrooms and kitchens, Right. that leaves through an exhaust duct through this box. And as that air leaves, it will pass through this energy recovery ventilator, while at the same time, fresh air from outside will pass in the opposite direction across that stale, heated air. Now, the air doesn't touch it directly, 
but the heat is transferred to that new air that's coming in. Ah, so we actually take some of that heat that we paid to create in that smelly, damp, moist air, and we transfer it through this sort of heat exchange mechanism to the fresh air coming in. Yeah, we get the best of both worlds. We get preheated fresh air into the building while we're exhausting the stale air out. And with an energy recovery ventilator, we also can transfer humidity. So we're not going to be bringing in dry, dry air in the winter. We'll get some of the humidity that was in the house to stay in the house. Now, let's talk about the switching mechanisms for these, because I think that one of the easiest ways to try to keep mold down in your bathroom and reduce that humidity is to make sure not only that you have the ventilator of your choice, but that it runs long enough to do the job. Timers can play an important part there, couldn't they? Right. You need enough fresh air in a building. And as the building gets tighter, as fuel goes up, people are insulating more and doing all sorts of things to keep the heat and the air in. So putting a timer for 20 or 25 minutes of every hour to just bring some fresh air in is actually good to keep ahead of that mold issue. And probably the more that you can do this with like occupancy sensors and things like that where you don't have to depend on your kid, for example, to set a timer when they step out of the shower makes the most sense because it's more of a chance it's going to actually get used. I think that's part of the future, Tom, is this uh, remote proximity sensors. I think in a bathroom, it should bring on the fan to bring fresh air in. It should bring on a recirc line to bring hot water to the hot water faucet. And then more and more that's being done now with some of these uh, cool home automation systems. Now let's talk about venting. Once you take that human air out of the bathroom, it's real important that you don't put it somewhere else where it can do damage, like the attic. Right. We, we've seen on Astasauce all these years, so many times the attic is so filled with mold because the vent pipe has come off of the exhaust fan and you've just been dumping highly humid air into this wooden uh, rafter opening. Which is cold and condenses Absolutely. and it's wet all the time. Perfect condition for mold. Not yeah. to mention the fact that that insulation getting wet really doesn't do its job very well That's either. Right. That's right. We often see that flexible ducting that's used on these bath fans also, can, if it's not supported, can provide sag points where moisture will sit in it, and that really becomes a mold place. So it becomes almost a trap, just That's like right. a plumbing trap, That's but right. it's collecting condensation. That's right. Now, what are some other things that you can do to reduce mold in the bathroom? Um, specifically, let's talk about grout. Uh, or caulk, for example. That I mean, that's really that's that one dirty area of the house that you wish you'd get clean, but sometimes you just can't. Well, they have mildew-resistant caulking, and you know that can that can do a good job. It's not going to stop every bit of mildew if you've got high, high humidity levels. Uh, you can use paperless mold-resistant drywall in the bathroom. You got to really get rid of that food source, which is any paper or cellulose where mold wants to grow. And uh, always make sure you have a paint that has a mildew-resistant additive right. to it as that's well. Right. That's right. Yeah. So it, essentially, if we want to stop mold growth in our bathroom, we need to attack it on all fronts. We need to make sure we keep the humidity down. We ventilate all that warm, moist air. And then any other opportunity we have to choose something that's mold-resistant, then definitely yeah. take that step. Water is the active ingredient that you've got to stay ahead of most importantly. Unfortunately, about. we need a lot of that in the bathroom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Richard Tathui, the plumbing and heating contractor from TV's This Old House. Great advice, as always. Thanks for stopping by. Great to be here. Catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and a step-by-step video on this project and others, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House is brought to you by Lumber Liquidators. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Still ahead, do you have unsightly moss and mildew beginning to take over your home's exterior? You know, there's no such thing as attractive moss. It's all unsightly, but we've got a quick and easy way to help you get rid of it once and for all after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron Dimmers and Sensors. 
Tired of reminding your family to turn off the lights? Install a Lutron Maestro occupancy sensor and you'll never have to remind them again. It works with all bulb types and only takes about 15 minutes to install. For easy upgrades with big impact, choose Lutron. Visit ChooseLutron.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller who gets on the air with us this hour wins the award-winning Philips LED bulb. Now, this bulb won the L Prize, which is a Department of Energy competition to develop an energy-efficient light bulb to replace those incandescents. And it is the most energy-efficient alternative to the standard 60-watt incandescent bulb, which is, of course, the most popular incandescent. So it's great that we've got a wonderful alternative. And you know what? It delivers soft white light and get this, can last more than 25 years and save up to $165 over the life of the bulb in energy costs. That's huge. And it's available in select Home Depot stores by Earth Day. So look for the display and give us a call at 888 Pit for your chance to win one now. 888-666-3974. We've actually got a full set of those bulbs. So you could have two in your house if you give us a call right now at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Frank in North Carolina on the line who's dealing with a flooring project. Tell us what you're working on. Yeah, I had some uh, flood damage to uh, the building and uh, I had three quarter inch wafer board in it and I heard place for three quarter inch plywood. I wanted to put down wood plank flooring and I'm wondering if I need to put down underlayment before I put down the wood plank or just use adhesives and nails on it. You want to put down pre-finished or raw wood plank flooring? Raw. Do you want to put down unfinished wood flooring? Well, typically, all you do is lay down rosin paper. Do you know what that is? Rosin paper, okay. It's like that pink roll of paper that you find in, it's usually in the flooring or the roofing section, somewhere in the home center. Yeah, just because it kind of gives you a clean surface to start on, and then you'll nail right through that. You don't glue the flooring down. You nail it down with a... With you can rent a nail gun, a flooring gun, so so you get the nails in because you know the nails have to be driven at an angle into the tongue of the floor. So you rent a nail gun and, and go from there. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, you're spending more time outdoors now, and as soon as the weather warms up even more, the sun is out longer, you're going to start to see something grow and multiply out there. No, we're not talking about grass. We're not talking about flowers. We're not even talking about weeds. We're talking about the kind of stuff that grows on your siding and sidewalks. It's mold, mildew, moss, and algae. We get a lot of calls to the program about how to clean these common culprits. And guess what? The traditional method is no longer the most effective. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Traditionally, we've recommended pressure washing. We've also recommended bleach. But we now know about a great product that uses neither. Wet and forget. It's an easy, gentle, and biodegradable solution for removing moss, mold, mildew and algae stains and it's been used to clean places like SeaWorld which you know has a lot of water <laughs> and the Sydney Opera House also around a lot of water and wet and forget is non-caustic non-acidic and contains no bleach all you have to do is dilute wet and forget with water and apply to any outdoor surface just apply it 
Yeah, I mean, the name says it all, wet it and forget it. I mean, there's no scrubbing, there's no rinsing, there's no power washing. Every time it rains, wet and forget actually activates and works to wash away the stains for you. You can find wet and forget in the blue bottle at participating Ace, do it best, true value, and local lawn and garden retailers, or visit their store locator map at wetandforget.com. 888-666-3974. We can help you forget some of that stress you've had over the home repair project on your to-do list. Give us a call and we will help you find the easy way to get it done. Hey, you want to learn how you can save money, energy, and maybe do your part to save the planet too? Well, just in time for Earth Day, take a look at our green product guide right now at moneypit.com, which is presented in part by the Philips Lighting Company. Philips has created products that can save energy in all of your lighting fixtures while making your home look great. See what light can do at www.philips.com. Well, when it rains, it pours, and when it pours, you may notice a leaky roof. If that happens to you, we'll share a secret to help you pinpoint the source after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Santa Fe, makers of the world's most energy-efficient basement and crawl space dehumidifier. Santa Fe offers a complete line of high-capacity Energy Star-rated dehumidifiers specifically designed to effectively operate in the cooler temperatures of crawl spaces and basements. Visit dehumidifiersolutions.com to learn more. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You can reach us at 888-MONEYPIT or you can head on over to moneypit.com and post your question in the community section just like VJ did. All right. And VJ writes, I have a leakage in my bathroom only when it rains hard and windy. This wets the beam on the ceiling and the corresponding wall just halfway along the beam. Can you help me with what might be the cause when it rains slowly and steadily? No leak. I mean, he's answering it there. Wind. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a wind-driven leak, which is not unusual, but I will tell you that if you have a leak in your bathroom ceiling, it's almost always caused by the same thing, and it's easy to fix. Above the bathroom ceiling, you're going to have a vent pipe. It vents the plumbing system, goes straight up through the roof, and around that vent pipe, there's a piece of vent pipe flashing. And the vent pipe flashing has a rubber boot around it, and the rubber boots typically dry and crack and sort of peel away. Water will get blown into that gap between the vent pipe and the flashing piece, run down the pipe, and once it catches the pipe, it can go in any any which way in terms of direction. And, and it, it will. will leak. <laughs> and it will, and it will leak. And so what I would do is go outside, grab a pair of binoculars, look up at that piece of vent flashing, and see if it looks like it's cracked or torn. If it is, replace it, and you will be good to go. A project, by the way, that I had to do this year myself. Yeah, so it happens. It even happens to the best of them. (laughs) All right, I've got a post here from Terry who writes, I have a 90,000 BTU furnace that I would like to install in my garage running off of a 100-pound portable propane tank, but I don't know what type of regulator to get for the bottle. I tried a 30-pound bottle with a barbecue regulator, and that just didn't work. My garage is very small, and I want to heat it up when I work in there. Terry, bad idea. This is not a do-it-yourself project if you're asking questions like that. First of all, putting that furnace in your garage, that's a huge furnace at 90,000 BTUs. And secondly, if it has a pilot light, you have to be very careful how it's installed because any furnace or any kind of pilot light in a garage has to be 18 inches off the ground. Why? Because gasoline fumes are heavier than air. And if you have some gasoline that drips out of a car, leaks out of a car, 
or you know, even if you left, say, your filler cap off and some of those fumes got out and started to fill the floor area, if it contacts with the pilot light, boom. So I would suggest, strongly suggest, Terry, that you have this furnace installed by a pro, a propane company, whatever. Just don't do it yourself. You shouldn't be messing with that, my friend. You could get hurt. All right. Next up, we've got a post from June who writes, what is the best way to clean oil-based painted walls? I have an oil-based paint accent wall with a crosshatch faux finish in a honey color that's starting to look dingy, but I'm afraid certain cleaners will strip it. Any advice? Yeah, I don't think any cleaner is going to strip that. I mean, oil paint's pretty tough. It's probably got a good coating on it. Generally, when there's, you know, a faux finish on a wall, there's usually a top coat that sort of seals everything in place, correct? Yeah. I was going to suggest maybe a very weak solution of TSP. I mean, if it's really, really dirty, that would clean it. And if not, then you could just use any type of household cleaner on that. It should do the trip. But I would not have any concern about it stripping away oil painted. I mean, and even, you know, even the latex paints, if it's a good quality latex paint, it can stand a good cleaning too. It's the poor quality flat uh, finishes on the latex paint that you can't clean. But certainly oil-based you could or a good quality latex, no problem. Mm -hmm. All right. Good luck with that, June. Just don't scrub too aggressively. Be very gentle with it and you'll be enjoying your wall finish in no time. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we've given you some ideas, some inspiration to save some perspiration when you get out and tackle a home repair or home improvement project on your list this weekend. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 